2: All right, welcome back. We have a massive, massive, massive show for you today. This is our best and worst of 2022. This is a huge list. So settle down. We talk about Strava. We talk about Chinese frames. We talk about YouTube. We talk about bike reviews. Trainer roads on there, and we even delve into the murky territory of cycling kit branding. All right, let's go for a Jesse Coyle. Your first 2022 best.
1: Yeah, so 2022 winners, big one for me. I think w- probably t- one of the top of my list was the the Chinese or Taiwanese direct to consumer brands. So bikes, particularly bikes and we actually actually really wheels, but. Frames, I think, sort of getting there, but really the wheels. So the the wind space, the fast sports, those types of brands finally had the year I think they deserve where they've really taken off Um, to the point where... So I was looking at potentially using different wheels for nationals, which is coming up. And one of the wheel sets I'm looking at Not even in terms of price, just purely of performance. Were the Windspace those Windspace Lun wheels with the carbon hubs and the carbon spokes? Like it's at the point now where they're they're up there with any of the other bigger brands as a a pure competitor. And I think that wasn't yeah that wasn't the case a couple of years ago. Let's just use Windspace as the example. We're moving into twenty twenty three because I mentioned this to you. You put up the video where you were you were sort of reviewing the Factor, and I said because there was a point in that video where you compared the price, uh, compared the the, the, Factor o- the the Factor Vam, Ostro Vam to the S5 and some of the other bikes that were in the similar price range. And I kind of said to you, are we at the point now where in a review like that, you need to be including these direct f- to consumer sort of Chinese brands against that? Like, when you're if you're now re, sort of reviewing the Factor Ostro and, and the price comes into it does a Windspace T1500 mm. should that be included as a comparison or do you think that's like comparing a Toyota to a Mercedes that see that's yeah i mean uh,
2: f- from the the rationale that i used in the in the video to not directly compare it was that if you are in the market for a Factor you're not also looking at a Windspace because If you are in the market for a Mercedes, you're comparing it to an Audi. You're not comparing it to to a Toyota. And that is, yes, purely a brand-based thing. There's potentially brands that kind
1: of muddy the water of that. Look, it brings up – go on. Well, I really think – I really strongly think this in this market now through what's happened in 2022 that it should be. Maybe not your video in particular because – it wasn't even really a review. It was more of a my experience, right? You didn't really say anything about the frame. So, um, you know, maybe, uh, yeah, for you, not so much. But, you know, if a cycling tips does a review and they call it a review, I think we're at the stage in 2023 where you should be comparing it to, to to the wind spaces because it's like just because now just because the wind space costs a quarter of the price doesn't mean that it's not comparable performance wise so I think in we should be I don't know what we what is it what does that even mean we put pressure but you know there should there should be some yeah I think it it's not doing it justice if you're only ever comparing the twenty thousand dollar bikes to the twenty thousand dollars bikes yeah I mean
2: okay I don't I don't disagree with you mm. Um but you, So you're saying really that those brands, or again, we're using Winspace as the example, has that authenticity, has the legitimacy, legitimacy is the word I'm after, now that you can put it on the pedestal to say, okay, um, you have to now compare this. I don't disagree with you. I, I don't disagree with you. Um, if, they, if they sponsored a world tour team next year, do you think that would that would lead the mainstream media to go right well we have to now compare them.
1: Yeah it would because See, if they sponsored a well to a team the price would quadruple exactly. and therefore suddenly it's oh we can now compare these things. Yeah. So it's like it's almost this like unspoken rule like this yeah. a murder in the media that you you don't compare a Cervello to a Winspace. They're different but it's like well is that objectively fair? Probably not because I think Again, this is sort of reviewing the year overall, but it's gotten to the point now. I don't know about the fr- – I honestly don't know if the frames are there yet, but definitely at least in the wheels. Like, can, can I talk a bit
2: about then bike reviews? I mean it's not necessarily a good or a bad, but maybe we can decide whether the bike reviews have been good or bad mm. in this in this year. Like, okay, so I did the factor review, quote, unquote, which I think we can both agree was less a review and more a an, an entertainment piece, right? And let's let that is purely what I, like you made this comment to me there the other day. You're like, yeah, I watched I watched the review. It was entertaining. It was really good, but I didn't learn anything about the bike. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I know. Yeah. Well, like it's because it gets to this point. Like, what can I say? Or what can the reviewer actually say when you don't have wind tunnels? You don't have stiffness gauges to put the bike through. I mean, all you can do is get on it, ride it for a couple of months and then go, well, it's either fast or it's not, or you know, all this kind of stuff. So where are, are bike reviews relevant? Like in terms mm-hmm. of in terms of directing someone to actually ultimately make a purchase? Or are they like the video I did and just eight minutes of kind of a little bit of fluff entertainment?
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we, if we want to categorise it, we could put bike reviews in the worst list of yeah. 2022, which we can see is like. And people have cottoned on. You go on YouTube, you go to a, a a review. People call it out now. The comments are the comments are hilarious. People are just like, nah, this is a fluff piece. There's nothing here." So uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll put that in worst. But to the so let's say for 2023, what you'd like to start to see is people being a bit more open with it. Sort of like you were on your video, like the I haven't objectively tested this and done direct comparisons, So it's not a review really. It's an information pe- and then having people like Hambini who actually test it and measure the tolerances of the bottom brackets and, you know, whatever else. It's just, so you could actually call it technical review. I think starting, it would be good if there was more of that clarity in terms of well, what is this? Yeah, Yeah, um, I don't mean
2: a new word. What yeah, is, a new word got other than review. I don't know. I yeah. don't know. But well, can I just pick up on something? I want to pick up on this. Hmm. Someone like you see the comments you see it under all the reviews, like oh this this guy is biased because of X Y Z, right? And even like that someone commented under my video saying, you know, Chris Room's biased because he's an investor in Factor. Right? Okay. Note everybody. Every bike review, every single bike review, my bike reviews are biased. They are all biased. That is just the actual reality of talking about a product. Okay, I bought the bike. But, yeah, still in the back of my brain, Jesse. In the back of my brain as I'm sort of thinking about talking about this thing, I don't want to talk too positively about this because then people are going to say, oh, it's overtly something. Mm. So I just kind of find that in the end... Just take it as entertainment.
1: Yeah, but there needs to be... Review, like, you need to be able... There needs to be somewhere to go to figure out what's good and what's not. Yeah, there needs to be... A, I think the, the thing that makes it a review is that there needs to be some sort of comparison. Like, if you're reviewing a bike, you need to... You, yeah. It needs to be in comparison to something.
2: The problem is no one's making enough money... ...from any of this to actually do it independent, like fully independently. Like if you are a a bike magazine, like Cycling Tips, the only way you make money is by selling advertising. So who do you sell advertising to? Bike companies. So then you are going to be biased. So then who's left, right? An influencer. Well, like cycling YouTubers don't have millions of subscribers. So you're not going to be unbiased from that perspective... Um, who else can we be? I mean, I'm trying to set up relationships with local bike shops in Sydney to be able to test frames and things like that. Okay, but I'm going to be I'm, I'm going to be biased from that because I'm going to get a. But you don't necessarily
1: need to. Be. I mean, you could still. I'm not saying you will because you might not be bothered. But like, if you did have a couple of fr- bikes, you could make an attempt to do an objective review. Absolutely. Do a roll. Do a roll down a hill, controlled test sort of thing for the aerodynamics. Um, um, I mean, this is still going to be subjective, but do like, okay, I'm going to go and do the same sprint efforts on the same stretch of road with the same wheels, with the same tyres. Like, if you probably, I don't know if you'd want to, but like there is a way to do it. I see where a- you're going. Objective. I like that. I mean, cycling, yeah, no, cycling weekly do, they do the bike of the year thing and they kind mm. of do, it's like a tournament and then they, mm. they come up with their bike of the year. I just think there's a, there's an, at least an attempt there. I mean, they don't seem to pick. There's obviously always pitfalls with all those, those things where they, they never pick up on the obvious glaringly obvious issues with things that like the first commenter will point yeah. out like, oh what about that? And I would argue that's GCN's
2: space. Like they're the only ones that can really have that reach to go and get a dozen bikes, like a Pinarello, a De Rosa, or a Trek and do exactly they've got staff. They can do that. What are we gonna do? Like I'm gonna go out there with like what put it in my car and like drive to the, <laughs> the base park. somewhere and then <laughs> yeah. like you know, I can't fit and where am I gonna yeah. get Yeah. I mean it's a yeah. That's and then GCN are doing it, so people are just going to be like, oh, it's boss because you're petrol.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I like the concept. But well, there's a reason why it's in the worst of the year list because it was a total. I mean, All right. I think we're overall we, we are agreeing that bike reviews in general in 2022 have been subpar, and we we can hope for more next year.
2: All right, can we move on to something positive? My turn. Yep. Can I get something positive? Go for it. Content, content-wise. I, was, I wasn't a hater, but I certainly was ignorant too. But I am now a subscriber, I think that's the right word, to the Trainer Road podcast. Mm. Big mm-hmm. fan, uh, big shout to them. They've got me through many a lapse in Centennial Park. Mm-hmm. And really from the perspective of, um, or, well, to start with, I agree with a lot of the stuff they talk about with nutrition. I've heard some fantastic Um, discussions that they've had about nutrition and really answering people's questions which are always seemingly coming at the angle of like how little can I do how less how can I reduce this can I reduce this can I reduce this and they're always very much on the side of no like take on more take on more and they even uh, were talking about the study that you were talking about the other week about the glycogen levels and not actually it being a uh, a gas tank type thing, so I want to keep that short. But big shout to the Trainer Road podcast. You got anything mm. to add? Oh, on
1: I got there? more. I got plenty to add on. So th- mm. they were also on my my list best of the year. I think they'd um, agree in terms of the information they put out. Uh, they have changed though, because probably three or four years ago, I wasn't a fan. I think I even made a few videos, sort of calling them out on some of their training stuff. Um, but leaving that aside, I think overall the They've come leaps and bounds, and yeah, a lot of the stuff they did this year. I'm just listen- like I listening to them going, "This is this is so good." Like that, I think they nailed it there. Um, now that's specifically in terms of the podcast. I think as well, the other reason I put them in my best of the year list is from the tech, from the software side, they are also killing it. Um, they are they really seem to be listening to what people want. And then putting a lot of money and time into developing really good tools. So the one that they released recently was their their AI FTP detection where it estimates what your FTP is without you having to do a, a ramp test every month, which is uh, I think everyone can appreciate. But that's like a prime example of, okay, what do people out there actually want and are desperate for? And then they just go out and build it. And they don't like, it would be easy to go and build that really terribly with no data behind it but they based on what they've what they've said and, and and how it actually works um seems like they've really done a good job with it and actually as a i mean i'm a coach i actually some have some of my riders they actually run trainer road still in the background so all their rides go into it and then we play a game where i estimate what their ftp is and then i'm like hey by the way what's trainer road set you at and it actually is very close to what I'm estimating it to. So, uh, yeah, just shout out to to Trainer Road podcast and just their platform. I mean, it's not something I would ever use, but uh, yeah, they're just doing a good job.
2: Yeah. Um the Last thing I'll say on them, I think they're like the first or second or third biggest podcast in cycling currently. Mm. Anyway, so they probably don't really need our massive backing <laughs> at this point. But what I will say is. Uh, kudos to them for, I mean, they've done a lot of episodes, right? Oh, yeah. I honestly reckon they've answered the same question probably like 40 times and they still answer them every time as if it's like new and exciting. Yeah. Yes. Do you yes. know? Like instead of you or I would be, oh, yeah. God, zone two again, <laughs> Jesus.
1: Or I would be more self I'm like, oh, I'm repeating what I said a month ago. People are going to get bored of saying it, whereas they just like, it's not true because I'll re-listen to them answer the same question and I still find it like somewhat entertaining. So yeah. maybe we should just rehash the same topics, but totally agree, yeah. All right,
2: you're up. What's a, what's a worst from you, Jesse Coyle? Yeah,
1: so, well, it does kind of follow on from that. So one of my worst for the year is actually Strava. Um, so you, on one hand, you got Winner for 2022, Trainer O just with their software Fantastic updates listening to the customers. Strava, as someone who loves Strava as much as I do, big fan, it's the same as... it For me, it's the same as it was four years ago. I just... They're not doing anything that is good. And even when they bring something out, like, so they recently brought out the video, you can upload videos. It is so shit. Have you... Like... There is nothing about the interface that makes you want to watch... Firstly, I think they cap the quality as like 720p. It's like always looks like potato quality. And there's nothing about it that makes you want to watch it. You kind of like... You bring up a ride and then you got to like press into the video and then it loads in like a separate player. And You're like, no one is watching this. Um, so, when they even... It did seem like they made an attempt to bring it out. Um, you know, with the videos, it just didn't hit. It's... Yeah. They need to. Surely they can be doing more.
2: Stra- Strava to me is this massive missed opportunity, right? Massive missed opportunity. And I'm not talking about the training staff or any of that. I'm I'm talking about the community thing, right? I just feel like, as okay, as someone who has, you know, well, well, we're both sort of fully kind of engaged in the whole YouTube community thing, that there is just no, there is no. Um, um, what's the word I'm after? Um, there's no, there's no incentive. There's no incentive for me as a as a YouTube person or someone who you know tries to to share as much as they can of their cycling. There's no incentive for me to engage in that platform. <laughs> like it's just. It's like a dead end every time. There is, there's there's mm. just nothing there. Like, as you said, like, the content that you can put up about your rides, like a, a potato video and a a unique title that I've probably used 40 times anyway. Yeah. And it's such a disappointment because you've got this super cool, like, like, massive community, right? And you can't really engage with them any other way than, like, bizarre pictures and comments and a thumbs up. It's mm. like... I don't know. I just feel like it's a massive missed opportunity and potentially maybe I know they're doing a corporate restructure thing as well. You might see some gains there, but God, yeah, I totally
1: agree. Do you think it's because there's no analytics? Like why? I sort of agree. Like I went through it, like I'm obsessed with Strava um, and I like try and put photos in every ride and I upload everything, but it-
0: it, I don't feel
1: like it does anything. That's like, my I honestly don't feel I don't like. I know why you when, do because when you post on other things, like you know, f- 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 for like I'm a coach, so you got to like try and promote things. I don't feel like uploading to Strava, even though the hours I've put in and yeah. has done anything. You're like, on board now, but yeah. is it true or is is that just in my head?
2: No, that's 100 percent true. And that's what I. That's exactly what I'm saying. There's no incentive for us to be there. Mm. None. There's no trade-off. Like. At least with at least with Instagram you can feel like you're growing that community. You can reach out in different ways. Like you can be creative with it. Like Strava is just a dead end. I I've, I think I had this argument with you, I reckon, this time last year and you were saying, oh, I love Strava. And I'm like, why? <laughs> it's no, there's nothing there. Like you've probably put so much good stuff up on there and it's like, who cares? Yeah. Uh... It just drifts off into the <laughs> like... The has-beens. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, so that's good. I'm. I'm oh.
1: No, I'm there. And well, remember in oh, what year? Remember, remember when people cared about Strava segments? I I don't think like you go on any of the big like back in the day. Someone would top ten a segment, and it was like it spread shockwaves through the <laughs> through the local Facebook groups. Now it's like I I don't. No one goes for them anymore. Even like if you go to, right, you got a go bobbin head up in Sydney, one of, the, one of the main climbs. No one's cracked the top 10 for like at least two years. But there's still fit riders out there. It's just I don't think there's that, that froth factor of the Strava segment, I think is, has disappeared. Now, a couple of theories. Let me I've got you. a theory too. Okay. I think first reason is because the segment times are so out of reach because how people have been uploading their rides for like what? 10 years and so like every segment has had the the guy behind a bus or the like the cyclonic <laughs> 100 kilometer an hour wind so like so many of the segments are so out of reach now remember yeah. the year right hopefully this rings a bell to you remember I think it was 2017 where at the start of the year they did the Strava reset the leaderboards for the year. So you went out on like January 1st and you would just get cups galore, crowns galore. And it was like a feeding frenzy. Everyone went out because it was like, it came up and looked like you got the KOM, but it was only for the year. I reckon they need to bring that back 2023 and just get everyone hunting again. Yep.
2: Uh, My theory Mm -hmm. is a little bit to just do with where you are cycling. Like, the, the reality is you know exactly what's required to go and get one of those segments now. Just like you said, it's like these superhuman efforts. Whereas I think there is, especially the COVID babies, because I often get messages from people saying, like, I'm chasing your time on so-and-so, uh, like, oh, KOM. Okay. And All I'm right. like, why well, are you bother chasing mine? But putting that aside, like, there's clearly still groups of mates out there, like, Going right. Oh, I'm not going to knock Jesse off on this one, type thing. And they, no. I think they are. I think they are looking at things like best time this year, mm. stuff like that. Very right. much um, mm-hmm. still chasing that kind of stuff and filtering out the the buses and the those kind of things, the tramadols and seeing how that went. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Yeah. All right. So yeah, let us know your thoughts, guys. Strava, dead or um, yeah? Updates. Where are we at? So I think it's time for me to talk about something good. Um, Big fan. One of the highlights of my year was some of the GCN commentators. So this is the first time that I've had GCN racing as for all my grand tours. DM me to find out how I did that. Um, But it's been fantastic. Uh, I've had... uh, Bradley Wiggins on a bike that's was amazing um like through the peloton that was just next level and big shout to Matt Stevens and Magnus backstead absolute massive fans of their commentary um
1: yeah any thoughts on
2: some of the coverage you
1: have seen you, you did uh, I can recognize all the voices barely can put a name to them yeah obviously uh Matt Stevens because of the GCM videos but the rest are Carl and Magnus backstead he's got like the most Unique accent. I would, I would know his voice, 100%, yeah. but I couldn't... The the name to the face to the voice, nothing. There's no links. He's um, got
2: like this Swedish slash Yorkshire accent. Anyway,
1: go mm-hmm. on. Um, no, I, I I similar. I pretty much migrated exclusively to the GCN uh, race app. Didn't really use... So SBS in Australia is our... They have the rights to most of the cycling races. If you're going to watch anything locally, I didn't really use it for anything. I just find the interface of the app as well is really good. Um, yeah, just it, for me, it's like little things that I like, like being able to just double tap and it just goes 10 seconds ahead is so simple. Now, when I use a video player that doesn't have that, it, it drives me mad. So little things like that uh, I found really, really helpful. So yeah. I
2: very- think the The Australian guys, the SBS guys, are always going to be in this position where they have to essentially dumb down their commentary because they're trying to bring in new people. I get that. And they also go really Australian-centric. Like, you know, they'll spend an hour talking about some Australian guy, which is great, fantastic telling you that story. But, like, as, like, like, fully besotted cycling fans, we don't need that. Are you up for a best or a worst?
1: Um... I will go for another best, a little a little self indulgent but I'll go for it anyway. I think the, co- the the cycling coaching industry as a whole has has had a has had a good year, especially um you know, getting through covid and then there was also it's pretty niche, but there were sort of mutterings over the last 2 years that like AI would take over train cycling training and everyone would just be on this AI generated super hyper program and that coaches would, would be out of a job and I actually think it's 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 flipped totally the other way where um, you've got a lot of people now that that have ac- that actually you know the average punter now has a quite a lot of just general no- general knowledge on on training um, but there's actually more questions It's just bring up more questions to answer there's more people that are more engaged with their training and then that's, that's you know, resulted in a lot of private coaching businesses that have, have popped up with, with good qualified, uh, degree qualified, you know, coaches that, you know, back maybe 10 years ago would have just gone, I'm into this, I got a degree, okay, I'm going to an institute of sport and that was just what you did. I think, you know, this year... Maybe just because I'm more in it, I'm seeing it more. But I do think there's been definitely a shift where more people are, um, yeah, more, more switched on people are doing the private coaching business, which is a win for all of us because we get access to better, better level of coaching and you know higher quality professionals.
2: It's been mind blowing watching this from the sidelines. What percentage of let's let's take some of our club racing? What percentage do you think of a B grade club race, Heffron Tuesday night? do you think would have private coaching
1: now? I feel like it's more than half. It's extraordinary. More than, Unbelievable.
2: than half. Yeah. Like, you know, I, I can remember racing B and C grade and there was this one guy who was being coached mm-hmm. and he was like, he was the guy getting coached. Mm. And you were just like, wow. Like, I can't believe he's taking cycling that seriously or anything like that. But mm. now it's like I totally I totally see why people, why I do it. Like, the to have direction yes okay and this is maybe potentially a chat for a different thing but like to have direction and some sort of specific nature of what you're doing and this might sound weird but it actually it makes the cycling part especially the training part of what you're doing feel less selfish and sometimes what you know it's very easy to fall into this thing of like oh, i'm just going out riding my bike, and it and it is a bit of a kind of self indulgent thing to do, especially when you've got other commitments and families and things like that. But if you have a direct targeted thing that you're doing in that allotted period of time, okay, it also makes it a more structured and and you know I'm going to be back at this time because this is what I'm doing today, as opposed to just oh, I'm going to tootle around and see what happens. So there's that part. But there's also this thing of like, well, no, I actually am like. I'm trying to get better at something. So I'm improving myself. Mm. Um,
1: so, yeah, that's... Which there was almost... A, there was all, a few years ago, there was a bit of a stigma with that. It's like, especially in... Which is weird because it doesn't really happen in any other sport I can think of. But in cycling, it was like, he's just a massive... Tri- like, he's a try-hard. Was mm-hmm. like the, like, that's what I meant oh, by... He's got a coach, he was like, the like, being coached. Yeah. yeah he was like, you're oh. like, oh, geez, he takes himself a bit seriously. But now that, that stigma is totally gone. But I think the only reason why it's gotten there is because... People have quality experiences and you only have quality experiences with a coach if you have quality coaches that do a good job and I think that's that's where the shift that's where the shift has been so yeah, I think it's it just a big a big win just for the entire that in, this entire industry
2: well you don't actually need a coach just come to come to a YouTube channel and we'll <laughs> tell you what to do. It is funny though, like you know th- with the amount of information out there that you can go and find it's actually almost more beneficial to have a coach to bounce <laughs> yeah. that off. You know what I mean? Like we've seen it, God, we've really seen it from people coming up and asking us questions and things about training and, and, and things like that from from little tidbits that we've said even here or, or in other places on the channel and people pick up, pick up on that and they need someone, a professional, to bounce that off. Mm. You know? Which is...
1: Like it's almost paradoxical it's like the more information there is it's actually benefited the industry it's not like oh now there's all this f- free information therefore and all this good mm. tech uh, uh, importantly as well that you know the software's gotten so good so coaches are going to be out of a job it's like somehow it's come out of the wash at the end of the year through 2022 and it's like it's it's gone the other way which is r- pretty cool to see yeah.
2: uh, alright let us know your thoughts guys uh, private coaching has it uh have you started it in 2022? Are you considering it in 2023? Can I just quickly say, I'm not a coach. Stop asking me <laughs> to coach you. I get these messages every week. I'm like, I'm not like, a coach. You no. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sorry, let me know below. Um, okay, so I'm going to have a rant. Feel free to join in. At We're going any on a, point. is
1: this the worst of the year? Yeah, it's the worst. Oh, yes. Yes. These ones are better. I prefer the worst.
2: <laughs> <laughs> the modern day 2022 action camera is a piece of shit. Oh, yeah. It does not serve the purpose or the needs of any cyclist anymore, okay? It's gone. The, the The ship has sailed. I don't know what we're now making these these things to do. Maybe it's go on a drone. Maybe it's to dive to the abyss, but it's certainly not to make cycling content on. So the first problem with all this stuff, the first problem, okay, yeah, no, I'm just going to go for it. first okay. problem is they're too big. These things have suddenly, like, quadrupled in size. So gone are the days where you can just chuck this under the handlebar and you wouldn't even notice it. I'm sorry, there's there's 10 watts under there. Mm. I don't have 10 watts to give away. If I give 10 watts away on Tuesday night, I'm dropped, full stop. So they're too big. Not only are they too big, they're too wide, okay? The best action cam that has ever been made ...is now discontinued. It's the Sony... I'm going to say XR3000. I'll drop the link to it. You can't fucking buy the thing anymore. I know people at Sony... ...and I'm like hitting them up saying... (laughs) <laughs> if there is one lying around, please, please, please. It, was, it would shoot 4K. It would shoot one file. So you could just have like one really? big massive file oh. and you just like drop it in and then the metrics across the whole thing. Fantastic. It was waterproof
1: and it was like that thick. Super narrow. When we were on the team with Nero Yankee, that would Well, that uh, was the only – people wouldn't run the go- – you'd try and put a GoPro on a guy's bike. But, uh, no way on earth I'm running that, but everyone would, would be okay running the Sony.
2: Finally, the last thing that I'll say about this is, so I shot some footage on the new, I got, uh, I got lent the new GoPro Hero 11 black. Top of the line. Best thing out there, right? I'm thinking, fantastic. I'm going to shoot the fact of log on that, okay? Take it into Centennial Park. I'm not pushing the boundaries of this bloody thing. Into Centennial Park. Uh, did you see any of the bike footage from there? It's grainy-ass... Looks like it's been shot in a camcorder. Mm. That was at 5.3K. So there's my rant. These things are now no longer suitable for cyclists.
1: Do you, do you think that's the... F- okay, here's a theory. I'm not technical enough about cameras to know what I'm talking about, but I'll try and explain anyway. Because the, like, the computers... any Everyone always just wants 4K now. So then they've had to make the cameras able to record in this stupidly high-quality resolutions but then the actual like i feel like the actual quality if because i just do everything in 1080 it hasn't changed really in in the last couple of years so you got these like super like professional level resolution in this little thing but then like at the end result is not really any different
2: you've got all these videos on tutorials on youtube saying how to get cinematic video from your gopro we don't want fucking cinematic footage i want to be able to put it somewhere on my bike and be able to get rugged footage. That's what an action cam
1: is. Well, they got rid of the session, but the session was the actual action cam for action purposes, sporting purposes. And then they bring the mini thing, which is like a weird hybrid that doesn't do either. And the only like, the other thing with the GoPros is that the, the software bugs out all that. Like you press the button and it, and it overheats and doesn't record. And then like some of the best, you're, you're right in the sense that they're so good now at cap- capturing like amazing cinema, like 4K, 240 frame, like crazy stuff. But I'm like, if I'm making a video in Europe, like at the side of a crit, it was amazing for like super slow mo and then just they'd come by and you'd go with the wide angle. And it, like, for that four seconds of footage, yeah, you'll wet yourself. Mm. But like, it's not an
2: act, that's not Mm. an action You can do that on your phone. Yeah. And those couple of cameras that I thought were going to step in, like you had that, um, was it Insta360 Go? Yep, and then there was a, a DJI Osmo Two, which were these smaller. I think they call them like modulated things. Mm. You looked at that and again, "Finally, here we go! Perfect battery life, twenty minutes."
1: Mm. Yep. 20 so minutes. all you're ever doing is again. They're just they're good for those little clip bits.
2: All right, let us know your thoughts, guys. Action cameras twenty twenty two are they dead? Bike footage dead? Let us know.
1: Um. All right, so I got another worst. Worst of the year, 2022. Um, and so negative. I know, it is so negative. So, cycling kit is, is the worst for the year. Now, there's been some wins in there. So, I'm going to go through the wins first. Wins of the year for in cycling kit is the bottom and the top of the market. So, at the top, in terms of the aerodynamic, the advancements that's gone on there has been insane. Insane R&D going up there. Um, even things like... I can't remember what brand it was, but they sold the... It's like a little crop top with sleeves with the aero um, strips on the shoulders. Oh, and you yeah. you wear that and then you put your jersey over the top. Yes. And it saves like a crazy amount yep. of watts. So, things like that have been fantastic at the top end. Yep. Low-end win as well. Brands like NeoPro coming out with... I'm not, I've seen the kit heaps of times in person. It's not great quality, but it's it's good value starter kit ticks the box really well i think that that the fact that that's growing that now if you just want to buy the the entry level kit it's not some oh imagine the stuff that i wore when i got into cycling that was the entry level was so uncomfortable and just crap whereas that stuff's actually pretty good mm-hmm. so that's been a win where most of the brands lie this year though and these brands that kept popping up in the in in between those two in this middle gray area of expensive not unique not innovative Rafa clones I'm done I'm done can we that can they just die and can we move on 2023 they they're not doing anything different they're not it's just the same fabrics in a similar cut just with a cool design and then they charge 500 for, 4 500 bucks for a kit You know what the problem
2: is? What's that? That's what sells. I know it's a problem. There's a reason. It's like you just you sit in the middle and that's where that's where the the stuff sells. Like people don't go to the go to the edges. I I hear you. I totally hear you. um, on that. Absolutely.
1: So the reason why it frustrates me having done a, a coaching kit this year, and you look at the fabrics and it's like Yeah. I'm gonna. I'll name some brands just to throw them out, like the Pedal Mafias and the, um, oh, what's the uh, uh, th- those types of uh, the Black Sheep and the La Knights Passi, of Serbia that yep. stuff. Yeah. And you look at the and like you're all using the same fabric, pretty hmm? much. Has it's like the Paz normal. It's like that's the same as a hundred other kits. Why is this cost five hundred bucks? Like, uh, yeah. yeah. I think I I'll, I can I could rant about this all all evening. So see, I, might that no, see okay, so the
2: Paz Normal thing. But you're a fashion guy, yeah. so do you? Yeah. I know where you. – Okay, yeah, see, go on. I, I kind of I almost respect what they're trying to do there. Like it's it's become this. Hey, we're a high fashion brand. We're the Louis Vuitton of of cycling. I, I get that. Look, mm. and that's a, it, it. Is all branding. I, I don't. I'm not going to argue that it isn't, but. The fact that it exists – and we probably see more yeah. of that in our circle, you know, being around Sydney than, you know, someone probably living in – I probably shouldn't say a place because then they'll say, what's wrong with that place? Double. Yep, there you go. Um, you, you do. You will see more of that living around here. But, like, my, my issue with, with kit stuff is just the marketing of it. So the marketing I have found this year has moved so much <laughs> away from performance, Right. Gone are the days yep. when you would see um not I'm not talking about pro like pro kit or pro team stuff as as a as a marketing tool I mean like talking about the technology talking about the gains of it talking about you know how this thing is going to be more breathable or faster and that kind of stuff stuff that I care about when it comes down to 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 kit and you're now seeing brands trying to push i suppose like a feeling an emotion a uh, a culture from from their kit to me it bugs me because i want to know more about the performance stuff i want to know more about what that kit's doing and and how you're researching R&D, I want to know more but about do, that
1: do you think that's because there is no r d so mm. that they, so they've just gone well we can't say it's more breathable because it's the same fabric we used five years ago so potentially
2: potentially i mean maybe there's nowhere else to go maybe the all the r&d's going into you know how long someone can spend where, riding a t-shirt you know
1: it is funny like it's like the people they put in the ads they don't look like they even ride what i'm what like I mean, who you, yeah. I, who you...
2: and you i can already read the comment underneath which will be like so two elite cyclists well one elite cyclist and a wannabe elite cyclist talking about, you know, they want they want cyclists to look more like cyclists
1: in their ad. It certainly does fit the fashion. Co- I mean, it certainly looks more fashionable. Like the, the ads, and the ads as opposed to just having just well, a whole a bunch lifestyle. of people like us looking like in yeah. kit. You're kind of a fan of these brands because it, it, the more fashion, even though they're doing nothing innovative, the more fashion and uh, that there is in it, the better. The more people it kind of bring. I, cool. I don't. As opposed to just having two brands?
2: I like the, the little bit with a story behind it. Like in, in the sneaker world, I really like collaborations. So when like a brand collaborates with an artist or collaborates with a, a designer, they'll release a limited run of a particular shoe, right? I want to see more of that in, in cycling. There was kind of a phase. I think I talked about it on the channel like a year or two ago where, where people were doing it. Just not seeing it anymore. Mm. So maybe the stuff doesn't sell. I don't know. Mm. Um, yeah, so that's that's kind of where I'm at with it. Kit, 2022, hot or not? All right, I don't think I've ever been in this position, Jesse. No, I've definitely never been in this position where I'm handing out an award for a bike computer because normally I'm just sitting here whinging that they're not good enough. But for the first time ever, I, I think the Garmin 1040 Solar is legitimately the best um, bike computer out there. And I also think... It is an actual step forward in in bike computers and bike technology. So putting aside the the solar nature of it, which is borderline a gimmick, but it's enough. It's it's kind of just useful enough to take it out of the gimmick phase into ah there. I can kind of take a picture of it and laugh to you that I'm I'm off the grid for, for a ride. So yeah, there is that. Um, the form factor of the device is vastly superior to anything else out there. Uh, it actually feels like a nice piece of technology. And finally, Garmin have updated their UI to a level that's de-garminized it enough for me to like it. And how long have I used it for now? That's <laughs> it's almost been six months. How long have mm-hmm. I ever used a, a, buy a computer for? So, yeah, look, merit award to Garmin, for releasing an actual decent bit of kit. Can I do one more positive before you just go on a a rant? (laughs) Uh, One more positive. People seem to now be fueling their rides. I now feel like we are now no longer like the weird people who are actually fueling the majority of their stuff. I feel like we go to these events and most people are now asking us questions that are at least in the ballpark of thinking about fueling themselves successfully. The two water bottles and a banana for a four-hour Fondo has potentially that day is done. It sucks. Uh, I I feel like guys
1: are getting over it. Um, No, I'm putting this in the worst list. Oh, wow. Here we go. Well, back in the day, you go to, okay, 2017, you go to a grand Fondo, you get to the fourth hour, you know that like three quarters of the guys that are just as fit as you are, are going to be dropped anyway, oh, and yeah. now it's like <laughs> you yeah. actually got a you actually have to challenge on your hands because yeah. there's, there's less. less people that are just bonking and just getting <laughs> dropped. Whereas back in the day, it was just like if you ate enough food, yep. it was almost just this you're just like waiting, you're just counting down the minutes until everyone just gets spat out the ass. Yeah. Now it's like oh, I actually got to train. <laughs>
2: We shouldn't get. We should start spreading some misinformation yeah. again. I think yeah, we got all to. Right, all right. I'm racing. Uh, Jesse's racing nationals. Um, are fasted. Yep. Fasted uh, only on ketones yep. and avocado.
1: Okay, wasn't sure whether to put this in the worst or the best. So I'll just summarise it as a whole. Was um, sports nutrition companies in 2022? I feel like have matured. Reason why I wasn't sure what category to put it in is we've got some. We've had some really good advancements where the products are now fit for purpose. So. SAS, Morton, and products like that, they now come in serving sizes that we actually need, like gels with 40 grams of carbs and with the right mixtures that we can actually absorb. So on one hand, there's fantastic products. On the other hand, the reason why I almost put it in the worst is because of almost the sort of the disinformation that they kind of have been putting out and also just the pricing. Mm. I mean, Morton released a, 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 a bar um, this year which they're like 4 or $5 each and it's literally like rice and sugar syrup and oats and it's like the Morton bar. Yeah, well, and it's so we, we we get taken for an absolute ride with some things like that. But then they've also finally produced products which are incredible and allow us to do things on the bike that we couldn't do Five years ago, ten years ago. So, um, yeah, I feel like sports nutrition as a whole. This year, overall, I think they're in the best list because there's so many products now that are really are really good. Which to
2: me, the the expense of that is still is still just extraordinary. I mean, you know, it's the kind of thing that yes, you can do and you can use at an event, definitely. But like, neither of us train with. With anything like that. Like, you know, you're full sugar water. I'm sugar water, a bit of staminate and like, what is it? Like natural confectionery
1: lollies. Like, man. No. And if I'm bars, I'm just supermarket. Mm. I'm supermarket bars. I'm not yep. you know, using any, any. The problem, I think the reason why the price is still so high for those is because there's so much, because it's still, re... it's such a basic thing to get the to get the type of carbohydrate right is so simple, but because it's relatively new and it's been, for some reason, controversial, if a brand wants to release a product with like a 1 to 0.8 glucose to fructose ratio, they can charge a lot of money because it's still this cool, new, we're really up-to-date kind of thing. So maybe 2023, 2024, when that's just the norm and everything has that ratio, we'll get more value Options, but for the time being, it's still so hyped up that they can just charge whatever they want. We need to see a,
2: a, a neurogel. Oh
1: gosh, Niro gel ideas. Yeah.
2: Two hundred grams <laughs> Who's of got carbs.
1: The time? <laughs> <laughs> it's fully laden it out. Uh, I'm
2: gonna I'm gonna leave us with this one. Well, we'll see. But if you've made it this far, Jesse, if you made it this far into the video, well done to you. My 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 last low will be. Uh, Sponsors of bike teams not paying their invoices, um, using all kinds of excuses basically even along the lines of the dog pretty much ate my homework. I don't think this really happens in many other industries that people can sign contracts and then just ignore them for uh, anything, but the sums of money that we're talking about in Amateur level bike racing means it's just so irrelevant to them that, and certainly not actually worth taking litigiously. Um, 2022 was obviously a dreadful year for uh, our team. It's been a pretty bad year for a lot of domestic teams in Australia. I'm sorry, this is a bit of a niche one, but whatever. And the horizon isn't great. It's not great with what's going on with the governing body, with people have seen me rant a bit about, but ultimately it's not great because you've just got companies taking the piss out of people. And yeah, if you want a little bit more info from that on me, just look at just look at our jersey this year and tick a few off. That's all you really need to do.
1: That's definitely in a worst list for twenty twenty two. Yeah, right the but there is there's
2: some good news coming. Hopefully, a couple of new teams are going to are going to exist. I know one of the um, ARA have got a new sponsor on board up in a, up in Queensland, which is fantastic. They're doing good things, and Asia's hopefully going to open up for some racing up there. So
1: B and B hotels, you see that folded
2: gone? Oh, it's gone officially. The sponsors and not yeah, yeah. I think, yeah. Wow, were well, Cassins or Sydney Uni one of their sponsors? <laughs> <laughs> um, I didn't see. So Cav, we don't know. No. we sitting in the abyss. Give him a ride. Jesus. Pass this video on to every one of your mates because that is how we can keep doing these. All right, we'll see you real soon.
0: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer.